Welcome to the Jazz Notes Podcast. I am your host, James Stratton, and tonight we're going to go over the game between the 25 and 6 Utah Jazz against the 22 and 10 Los Angeles Lakers. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. In, in Utah. I might have to open up a Dr. Pepper. It's a little too late to drink, right? There we go. All right, anyways, after that slight delay <laughs> let's get into the game um mitchell and gobert are named all-star reserves again and the schedule for the second half is released as well with a lot of western conference games um i mean if you look into the standings right now the utah jazz are like one of the number one teams who's played cross conference games there's not many eastern teams that we're going to be playing this second half so I mean, this Western Conference is very dangerous, um, but at the same time, we do still have the easiest schedule somehow in the second half. Um, we'll take it. I mean, I, I was looking at the schedule a little bit, didn't really dive into it too much. I know we played Lakers twice in LA, which I think is kind of unfair because we played the Clippers in LA twice in a row. Um, but whatever, what were you going to do? Um, and then, yeah. Uh, pretty much April, we play a lot of teams that are sub-500 teams. Again, um, I've always stated that even though they're a sub-500 team, it doesn't mean you can't take an L that night. You need to show up every single night in this league. This league is very, except for like maybe two teams, very evenly distributed as far as stars on a team. You know, any team can win every single night. I mean... Tonight, the, the the Lakers are without AD and without Dennis Schroeder, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, the, this Lakers team can still beat us. They can still make a good run. They can still play basketball. They still have LeBron James on their, on their team. And, you know, you just can't go into every single game expecting a W because, oh, one of their stars are out. It's, it's not true. And thankfully for the Jazz, it hasn't been that way so far this season. It kind of was last year when, uh, again, I keep on pouting about it. But uh, I think there's like four or five games in a row where, you know, teams just weren't playing their stars against the Jazz and the Jazz were losing. It was like their kryptonite or something. Man. My throat is extremely dry. Anyways. <clears throat> So yeah, um, excited to see that second half schedule get put out. Um, we do make up that game against the Wizards. It's really nice because we have an even split between 36 games and 36 games. So it's really nice to get into um, the All-Star break. Also, Mitchell will also be uh, in the three-point contest. I was kind of hoping for Ingles or um, I think O'Neal. I think I ran the numbers and those two were the, the top ones to be in that but I mean it's so good to have Mitchell over there it's nice too because he's already going to be there for the all-star game um, I'm still in complete disagreement <laughs> with this whole all-star week uh, I mean you can't be hypocritical and say that we can't you know hug in the middle of the court before and after games but we sure can show up at all-star games and hug each other <laughs> So I, I think it's just super hypocritical. I, I don't even think it's a money grab. Like I've heard some people say it, it can't be a money grab because there ain't, there ain't money in it. Maybe they're making a good buck off the distributing the game. But other than that, 
Anyways, I said I was getting into the game, and then I started going into the All-Star stuff. Um, oh, one more thing. Conley wasn't selected instead of AD. Uh, they announced that Devin Booker is going to get it. Um, I have my own thoughts on that. I, I, I'm not in disagreeance that Conley is um, a, a big benefactor of how this team is playing and how well we're playing. But at the same time, I mean, if you look at the stats, you look at the numbers, you look at all of that, who is Mike Conley going to replace that he is better as far as stats go? And you can't really, I mean, I can't really do it. I mean, you got to be honest at the same time. Would have been nice to have Mike Conley in there, yeah. Um, but at the same time, doing what they did with, uh, Vince Carter and with Dirk Nowitzki the last year that they were playing, it was last year, right? Or two years ago or something like that, where they pretty much did like a pity all-star selection. I rather Mike go in it the right way instead of the pity way. So I'm glad that, uh, they didn't sit there and say, well, this guy is the best non-all-star to ever play the game. I mean, well... Sometimes it is what it is, and just like we saw tonight, he really came out and really showed that, hey, I deserve to be all-star, and, you know, yeah, keep playing like this, and, and definitely, but um, he's been great, you know, so far this year, he's been a big contributor to us, but I just don't see him, as far as stats-wise, just replacing anybody that's already on there. So, anyways, um, now I'm probably going to get some hate mail. I'm sorry, but I'm on, <laughs> I feel I'm pretty honest. I mean, um, I, I have a very honest approach to the game, and thankfully with the Jazz playing so well, I can be a little more braggy about it. <laughs> but, anyways, let's get into the game for reals this time, I promise. If, if not, I'll just turn off the podcast. All right, so the first quarter, great start on the offensive-defensive end from the Jazz, resulting in five quick Mike Conley points. He also gets a steal right away, too. So we go up 5-0, pretty much all thanks to Mike Conley. Transition defense is sluggish again for the Jazz this game, but thanks to the Lakers just missing their shots, I mean, they're pushing the ball up. The Jazz aren't covering down as fast, but they are missing their shots. And a hot start from Conley. We maintain a lead because halfway through the first, we are uh, now tied up at 13, but we're pretty much leading through that whole first part of the first quarter. Now the Lakers settle down a little bit. They're getting their open lanes and shots, especially with Gobert out. I mean, teams do get a lot more aggressive inside the paint with him gone, and it's it's no factor, or it's a, definitely a factor, but at least with favors in now, it's not as bad as it was last year. The threes keep, uh, the threes are keeping the Jazz in on this game so far early, uh, with the Lakers still playing great team basketball as well. Mitchell starts this game very, very cold. I think he starts off at like 0-8 or something, but at this point, he's 0-6. After one, Utah does lead forty or twenty-four to twenty-three. Very uh, good defensive quarter from both teams. So let's get into the second quarter. Three straight threes for the Jazz, and this is where um, they really start to break out. They get up by ten at one point, and um, Conley is just proving that he should he shouldn't have been missed from the All Star game. He's really uh, making that point clear. Uh, for the critics so far 
um, like me, right? Uh, LeBron is definitely trying his best to will his way to win this game, but just it doesn't seem like anyone around him are seeming to step up. I mean, I know everyone is all hot and heavy over this headband Caruso. He's he's not stepping up. Uh, Kuzma, man, just you don't even notice he's on the court. I just, like, is he not playing? And then I see he's on the court and like, man, he's playing, but he's not. <laughs> and then uh, Horton Tucker is pretty much the only one that's trying to step up, but at the same time, he's just not hitting his shots. So LeBron James is really the only one out there trying to make a game out of it and it just doesn't seem like the Lakers are in in like it's just not in it and it's kind of disappointing I was hoping a little bit more competition um I think with that overtime loss being down by 17 at one point against the Wizards really drained them so I mean we'll take it I mean it's a win a win right <laughs> even if it's ugly from the other team Clarkson is just being Clarkson in this one providing great offensive spark from the bench and defensive aggressiveness. And halfway through the second quarter, the Jazz are up 42-34. to 34. We're starting to peel away from the Lakers right now. Mitchell is just not himself on this one. He's missing everything, including his first free throw. He makes his second one. Um, but just a great ball movement for the Jazz so far this game. Very unselfish play. Constantly finding the open man, and usually the open man is making it at this point. Nothing is going on for the Lakers this quarter at all. This is when the Jazz really start pulling. Um, at one point, they almost get the steal, but it just pops up and <laughs> lands right in uh, Rudy Gobert's hands. And he goes to the rim, makes the basket, and gets fouled. And then I believe he does complete that three-point play. So at the half, the Jazz are up 63-47. to 47. We scored 39 points that quarter to the Lakers 24. So very, very, very good uh, off or quarter for us on offense and defense. The third quarter, the Jazz start off on an 8-0 run, flustering the Lakers with great defense with a back-to-back -back Mitchell to Rudy Gobert alley-oop. So it's just <laughs> really good. Rudy gets a tech for arguing a no call, but it's really what the J Lakers have been doing so far all night. But it's okay. It's the Lakers. They could just go up to the refs and cry. You know, I, I, I didn't really, you know, I haven't watched any Lakers games so far this year. So I don't really, I mean, maybe I watched a part of one at the end, but um, I kept on saying, <laughs> seeing a whole bunch of things is there's, there's three, three, three teams playing. It's whoever against the Lakers. And the Lakers against the refs, uh, whenever the Lakers aren't getting their calls or they're sure have a ref's ear in their mouth or mouth in their ear, whatever the term is. And, I mean, the refs overall just this year have been horrible and inconsistent on these technical fouls. I mean, there's points where I see teams like just screaming, throwing a ball, and then the other team would do it, and then they'll get the tech for it. And it just doesn't make any sense. There's some a lot of rule, uh, just a lot of rule inconsistencies. I mean, the Rudy got up, got got tech because he went up, um, got fouled. He was a clear foul, and he gets back up, 
And running back on defense, he just goes to the ref that his eyes weren't open at the baseline, and he just puts up the number two. He does, I don't even think he talks to him, and the ref tees him up. Uh, I think it's the same one who got his panties in a bunch over Draymond Green. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it looks He looks like the same guy. Um, and then there, the announcers for ESPN, because I, I, I don't listen to AT&T Sports Center if I don't have to, because I like to hear what the national media is talking about the Jazz, and really they're, they're not really saying anything overly positive or overly negative. I mean, they're very, very careful at the beginning of this game to say that we have the best record in the NBA, not we're the best team. Um, so they did a very good job making sure they're not angering a certain number of people. But at the end of this game, they do say that we're the best team in the NBA right now. So maybe they're going to get some emails tonight to tell, tell them not to say that anymore. But anyways, where was I? Oh, uh, and then they're talking about how Giannis one game gave like a, a dirty look to the ref and he gets a T. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I mean, it's a passionate sport. I mean, these guys do it for a living. They want to win their basketball games. Emotion's okay. Over emotion where you're throwing basketballs, you're getting into the stands and punching someone because you thought they threw a beer can at you. That's fine to get attacked for and throwing out the game. But yelling, putting up a, 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 a like he hit me twice sign, you know, just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, let the let the players be emotional, but once they start getting over emotional, then start calling the tees. But anyway... Even though nothing is falling for Mitchell so far this game, he's making it up with overall hustle and rebounds, assists, and defensive pressure. Lob City to Gobert is on tonight. Uh, Conley gets one now uh, to Gobert, so it's just really nice to see him getting a lot more involved with the basketball because we have missed that for the last few games. Halfway through... Ooh, helicopter. That sounds like a... Uh, it sounds like a fight for life. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I work on helicopters, so I have to listen to it. Um, anyways, so halfway through this third quarter, Jazz are up 77-57. to 57. Uh, Jazz are just playing with confidence. They're imposing their will this game uh, completely. Donovan Mitchell is now getting it. Uh, or get, getting going right now. He is actually making his shots now. He makes a great buzzer beater at the three-point line. It just deflates all the Lakers players after they see that because they played very, very good defense at possession. And, you know, they uh, Spider just gets a last-second three on that shot clock. So just very disappointed. And then right after that, he gets this great layup in. So after three... The Jazz are up 90 to 64, so they keep the team under 75, which I love to see uh, going into the last quarter. We score 27 points to their 17, so still just great, great defense from us so far this game. Going into the fourth quarter, not much to really say. It's it's more of the same. Lakers are start start the quarter actually with a mini run. To get the score a little bit closer, but still fills over. Uh, the threes start dropping again for the Jazz, making the franchise records of threes made in two games already into the, early into this fourth quarter. 
Halfway through, the Jazz are still up 101-76, to and the bench is clear a little bit after that, with the Jazz being up 102-76, to only one point gets scored in like 90 seconds. Jazz win the game 114-89. to We score 24 to their 25. So every single quarter, we didn't allow more than 25 points. I love it. Um, Jazz also get 53 pointers in the last two games. They had 22 tonight, 28 uh, the game against Charlotte, and that sets an NBA record for most threes in two games uh, as far as a back-to-back game goes. Um, They're not just selecting two games. Anyways, so the stats of the game, 47% field goal. Um, So a little bit lower than what we'd like to see, but makes it up with the 46% made three-pointers. Um, we do get the offensive re- or we get the rebound win with uh, 43 to 45. We do allow 12 offensive rebounds, but there was like one possession where we got like gave away four or five and they just kept trying to tip it in and they couldn't do it. And they finally did on their fifth rebound pretty much. And we get uh, 28 assists to 41 field goals, so that's 68%. Just love seeing it around that 60% mark. And we only commit 12 turnovers after that atrocious 23 turnover game against the Hornets. So as I said, I do love watching the Jazz keep teams under 25 points each quarter. I have this little statistic running of what happens whenever we do uh, keep a team under 25 points and i also keep it if we allow over so uh, uh, when the team goes under or the lakers scored under 25 going into the second we're now 16 and 2 when we do that uh the opponent scored under 50 going into the half now we're 15 and 1 uh under 75 points going into uh the final quarter we're now 13 and 0 and whenever a team scores less than 100 points on us, we're 11 and 0 right now. That's just that's just crazy. I mean, especially that 75 point mark because if we allow them to score over, now we're like 13 and 6. So there's a great increase that we could lose this game. Um, and then definitely that over 50 points, under 50 points. Uh, we have 16 games on both. We kind of split on it. And if they score over 50 going in the half, it's 11 to 5 instead of 15 and 1. So definitely that's another stat that probably should be pushed up, right? Probably not. Anyways, notes of the game. F note after George Niang's amazing game of 7 of 7 three-pointers made, he was just not himself this game. He didn't seem as aggressive. He didn't seem as intent on the offensive end and on the defensive end as well. Um, he only gets six points, six points on two, eight shooting. That's it. No other stats, no rebounds, no steals, no turnovers, no blocks, nothing. So just six points on two and eight shooting. So I almost gave it to Joe Eagles, but he had a bit more stats on him. So that's why I decided to give it to Yang. Other than that, every single player played, played a pretty average game, not amazing but pretty average so it made the a b c notes pretty hard (laughs) to select this one um, because everyone pretty much played an even game c note of the game is boyan bodnanovich uh 15 points two rebounds two assists two steals plus or minus a positive 18 b note of the game is donovan mitchell even though he was very very cold this game he ended up almost getting another triple double 
with 13 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, and plus minus of positive 19. And I believe that was the highest, or I think maybe uh, Clarkson got higher than him on that plus minus margin. A note of the game is Mike Conley with 14 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, and 2 steals, plus or minus of positive 14. I think he only gets that 14 points in that first... Um, let me go into the stats. I think he only gets that during his first half. I don't think he really... Uh, typing, typing, typing. Uh, sorry. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. Anyways... So, uh, box score, let's go. Oh, come on. It just changed on me last second and took me to a Spurs game I didn't want to watch the box score for. Now I'm mumbling to myself. First half. First half. First half. Mike Conley had 14 points. Look at me. Look at me. I think he had 11 in the first quarter. Now I'm just getting too confident on this. Mike Conley, first quarter, eight points. So, yeah, first half, he scores his 14 points, and then after that, he doesn't really do anything. So, I mean, just a great game from him overall because of his shooting efficiency this game. He starts off, I believe, five for five. So, or four for four. I think that's what he starts off on. But just, just yeah, just a really good overall game, team game from us. Let's get into the rest of the NBA scoreboard because a lot of things went the Jazz way this tonight. The Warriors beat the Pacers 111-107. That kind of went to the very end until the Warriors pulled away on the free throw line. The Hawks beat the Celtics with pretty much uh, Gallinari not missing anything at all. I mean, we thought we thought uh, George Yang was good until Gallinari drops 10 three-pointers on them. Uh, and... Man, now the Celtics are two two games below 500, and Boston's not happy right now. The Cavaliers continue the Rockets' demise with a 112 to 96 win. The Heat beat the Raptors 116 to 108. The Bulls beat the Timberwolves 133 to 126 in overtime. Pelicans get away with one against the Pistons 128 to 118. The Thunder, I mean, granted, this, a lot of the Spurs players were out this game. They come out with a last-second Lou Dort three-pointer. Uh, 102-99 and a double dribble by uh, DeRozan at the very end. So, <laughs> that, that stinks. And then the Hornets uh, surprise over the Suns with a 124-121 win. And if the Suns would have won that game, they would be number three in the standings. So let's go into the standings since I didn't really dive into it last game because I kind of did power rankings instead. So let's go into the top 10 teams in the East right now. And the East right now is super flooded at that like 4 to 10 spot or 11 spot. Um, all teams within two games of each other. So just mind you on that one. So number 10 is the Knicks. Uh, and the Celtics, well, the Heat, Celtics, and Knicks are all tied at the eighth seed. Let me go the opposite direction. It's so much easier for me to read that way. Philadelphia 76ers are number one. Brooklyn Nets right behind them at the two spot with my Milwaukee Bucks at the number three. So that's kind of like your top 
tier tier team of the Eastern Conference as far as standings go. And then as I was talking about four to eleven from the Pacers to the Atlanta Hawks, that's kind of your second tier where there's just a log jam with the Pacers holding on that four slot, but half half a game behind you have the Raptors, Bulls, and Hornets tied at the five, fifth seed. So anything can go still. I mean, we still have a whole half of games to play. I mean, anything can go with four game, games left to play this this first half. The Lakers, or sorry, uh, why did I start with the Lakers? Anyways, Western Conference, the Jazz are still number one. Number one. I'm not even going to say the other thing. <laughs> with the Clippers and Lakers right behind them. I, I, I want to keep counting those teams in the tier, but with the Jazz just so far ahead, um, they are kind of in their tier of their own for right now. As long as they continue to play their, their brand of basketball, they can stay in this tier. With the Clippers, Lakers, Suns kind of in the next tier, uh, being within two games of each other. Then at number five, you have the Blazers with the Spurs right behind them. And right behind the Spurs, you have the Nuggets and the Warriors tied at seven and eight. Um, that's where it gets into your kind of second tier was the Blazers through that Warriors. And then the Mavericks and Grizzlies round up the top ten with uh, the Pelicans close behind. And then, uh, yeah. So what's are some surprises that are going on right now in the league? So some surprises, well, not really surprises, but things that we should be aware of as far as streaks go. The Brooklyn Nets are now on a seven-game winning streak after dropping like three or four games before that. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks are um, on a three-game winning streak now. The Chicago Bulls are on a three-game winning streak now. The Miami Heat are now on a four-game winning streak and I think they just snapped the no the Raptors lost the game before that. And then uh, as far as the Western Conference surprises, the Lakers had their fourth game of losing. That's kind of a surprise, and the Trailblazers losing three in a row as well. Also, the Kings are lost eight in a row. Eight in a row. They were twelve and eleven less than ten games ago. Um, same thing with the Houston Rockets. The Rockets were 11 and 10 at one point. Now they lost nine in a row, and the Minnesota Timberwolves have lost six in a row. So that bottom tier teams of the Kings, Rockets, Timberwolves, and you can kind of count the Thunder in with it, because uh, except for last night or tonight, they really haven't won that many games. Um, let's look at their full schedule. Yeah, they lost to the Lakers last. Um, I, I want to go in their full schedule before I start spouting on them. Yeah, I mean, they, they've won here and there. I mean, they get a win in once in a while. They got one against Milwaukee, the, the Cavaliers, San Antonio tonight. Um, Minnesota once, Houston once. So, I mean, again, the Thunder is just a pri the prime example. I mean, just because they're the Thunder... <laughs> And they're not supposed to be doing that well. It doesn't mean that they can't show up and win basketball games. So anyways, that's pretty much it for my podcast. I mean, stay tuned for this whole 50th one-year anniversary thing that's going on this weekend. I'll be recording a podcast kind of celebrating everything. Um, tomorrow's pretty much going to be the last night of asking questions. Maybe I'll, I'll do uh, one more. 
but I got a few questions in so so far that I'm I'm going to answer and talk about during the podcast. So thanks again for listening, and um, I'll see you in a couple of nights when we face. Who do we face? I can't even think because I've been thinking about this this Lakers game so much um, recently. So we play on Friday against Miami in Miami. It kind of starts our road trip where we'll kind of end the season on the road, Um, which is kind of nice because if you're at home and you're just sitting there thinking about it, um, oh, we have only four games left until the season's over. No, you got to pack your bags. You have to leave the hotel. You have to do this. Then you go to the new arena. Then you do a practice session in the morning. And then you play the game. And then you do another, you know, <laughs> it's it's always something to do while you're on the road. So it's really good not to kind of get lazy at the end. Um, so I'm kind of glad we're doing this little road trip and then, uh, after the game, we'll have a one home and before another road trip. So that kind of stinks, but Hey, it is what it is. So again, yeah, just a great game from our jazz tonight. And as always go jazz.